right, dear listener, uh, welcome to the pastor and the guy next door. This is uh, the podcast within a podcast, the two pastors without the guy next door. Uh, and this is episode 120. So I am joined today by my good friend, Jim Drosty. Whether he would describe me as his good friend is another conversation, and we'll save that for another episode. Well, Simon, it is good to be here. <laughs> so, Jim, hello. Yeah, it is good to be back. I can't remember when it was the last time I was... Uh... I hardly remember the last time I got together with Bill. We have been quite remiss. So, so as you can hear um, around us, we are recording today at uh, Catherine's Market um, in Dodgeville. It opened up... I think it was just less a than few, a month ago. Yeah, less than a month ago. So we, as we were thinking of where we might record, we thought we would try this out. It's very nice. Decor is lovely. So we have we have grabbed ourselves some beverages. I have a brand muffin because I'm weird and I like them. I'm not eating it for its health benefits. And the decor is really nice in here. Yeah. And I, I have, um, in another life, Simon and I record a, um, we record a podcast about tea, so I am drinking the um, Earl Grey Supreme Tea. But this time, I'm not going to ask you to give it a score. I know, I, I know. It is hard for me not to be like, oh, well, um, how does it smell? You know? <laughs> How is the texture? What's the color like? Have we steeped it long enough? What are the what are the essences that we are sensing from it? So no, it is a, it is a reasonable cup of Earl Grey tea. So uh, it's also a rainy day today. Um, it is. If it rains much more, I'm going to start getting homesick for England. Yeah. Well, a few days ago, they were contemplating whether or not where the freeze line was in the storm system, and it was kind of the the line that went up through Dodgeville into Madison. We weren't sure, but we are definitely on the rain side, so... That's good. I'm fed up with the white stuff. Yeah. Not feeling the need to shovel? No. No, and even if it had have snowed today, I, I would have shoveled the sidewalk at the church so we didn't get sued. But other than that, I would have left it all yeah. on my driveway because it'll be gone in 48 hours. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> it's supposed to warm right back up. So, you know, I I don't mind the rain, but it's the rain combined with the near freezing temperatures that's the most frustrating. Like when it's snow, I can tolerate that. But when it's when I'm getting wet and it's like just warm enough that it doesn't freeze, but it, yeah, I don't like it. So good day to stay inside, enjoy a hot beverage, record a podcast, listen to said podcast. Then take a drive in the countryside if you're me. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, dear listeners, you'll... Uh, He's stunningly surprised to hear that we don't actually have a topic picked out, so we're, uh, we're just going to do the usual things. Uh. <laughs> we're going to wing it today. Yes. Well, you know, I was thinking about it on the way over. Um, 
So Dodgeville is about 5,000 people, give or take-ish. I, I appreciate that for the size community that we have, that we have... Um, when I moved here, I was surprised to find out that we had any coffee shops at all. Hmm. And, you know, we lost, one of our coffee shops, I think, is... I don't think it's coming back, um, which has also been a host site for our podcast in the past. That I am, you know, to be here today, I'm kind of excited to be here, but also excited that we've kind of upped our coffee shop. I'm using my air quotes because I think they have more than coffee, but it's nice to have another coffee shop. Apparently, type. they have a reasonable cup of tea. And they have a reasonable cup of tea to have another coffee shop type hangout place in Dodgeville. It's nice. Yes, because before the. The great plagues of 2021 and 22, uh, we had two coffee shops, and there was enough foot traffic that they were in very uh, pleasant, happy competition. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of us would, would bounce between both. I've probably spent more time at Cobblestones, but uh, the folks at the cook's room are just really nice. Right. I, my, my feeling about the two when there were those two was that Cobblestone was a coffee shop that happened to serve food, and the cook's room to me is a restaurant that happens to serve coffee. Like, I, I found the selection. <laughs> at, that's, that's an interesting distinction. You know what I mean? Because I I, I... I think you're right it, when you phrase it like Right. That. Now, I'm not, a coffee, I'm not a coffee drinker, so maybe I'm not allowed to make that assessment. But I always felt like the cook's room had a broader menu. Yes. And I, and honestly, no, not a knock on the cobblestone per se, but the cook's room food was generally better. So, but I liked the atmosphere of both. Like, yeah. The atmosphere of Cobblestone always seemed to fit an even more. Because mm-hmm. I think the cook's room is also very busy almost right. all the time. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, whereas the cook's room, I think, had more of a, like, a getaway feeling. Because there are people in there, but a lot of the folks were getting their coffee to go. There wasn't a lot of foot traffic where people were staying. So, I miss it, but... Okay, so before we, if, before we go back on that train, let's, let's stop for a moment, because we're recording right around the middle of March. It has been two years. I was looking at my journal. Two years ago, yesterday, was kind of that official point to where people started to officially say, like, we're shutting down. Like I remember, yeah, oh, two years ago, yesterday, we got. I mean, it's the two week, the two year anniversary of the fifteen days to, to, flatten, to, the slow, curve. to flatten the curve. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Thought we weren't supposed to make this political. Yes, but. We, this, this is a non-political okay. podcast. But All right, I'm just going to leave that there. But yeah, I, I was thinking about it. We, um, our bishop sent an email out two years ago yesterday saying churches are closed. Like our our churches. Now, first he said they're closed, and like you can't go in them, which was kind of funny, because there were pastors that were like madly scrambling to their church to like get everything they could, because at first it was like nobody inside, and then they quickly amended that to, well, you can go inside, but you can't like gather and have church. So it's hard to believe that was 
two years ago that this all really started. Interesting. So now our organization, we're a little bit more autonomous. Each church is autonomous. Because our organization is pastor's fellowship. Uh, so it was up to each individual pastor what they what they did. Uh, we we mostly abided by the, the requests of the powers that be. So we were officially closed for the ten weeks before they started letting people back in. Yep. But what we so what we did was we started. Uh, doing Facebook Live. So I would prepare a sermon, I'd go down to church and we'd, we'd Facebook Live it. Then after a few weeks, uh, people were like, well, can I come and watch you doing that? So, so we started doing Facebook Live. So it informally became a service with, again. With an audience. <laughs> but I, I like but church. I but I, well, it may have looked like we were having church, yeah. but, but I was carefully broadcasting and, and they were just there just hanging out. So we weren't having church. The skeptic look on my face is not visible while we're recording. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And that was weird for us because, um, you know, we're a little more, um, we're very bureaucratic. So we kind of, we have some autonomy. And I think as, as the COVID thing kept going, we were given more autonomy to make our own decisions, but at first it was like, like you said, those 10 weeks, it was pretty much like a hard line. And that was weird because we actually pre-recorded our service on Friday okay, and then made it available um, that afternoon. And that was strange because for 10 weeks, my Sunday, I was off. With nothing like your normal. Yeah, so yeah, like I could sleep in. I remember I would do like my morning devotions during worship time because it just felt right. And then Christina would, my wife Christina would listen to our church service on her headphones during church time, the pre-recorded service. That was just weird. Yes, everything everything seemed a little topsy turvy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, we. I think a few, a few times I did. Uh, pre-record and then release mm-hmm. yeah. and, and then we we were having trouble with our internet so then at some point I switched we, our internet wasn't I don't know if it was my phone is old and decrepit or uh, or our internet was old and decrepit. So that means it's like a year old. You know, cell phones oh, these days. The cell phone's like seven or eight years oh, old. It's like a Galaxy S7. I mean, Ooh, I think I Noah had one of these on the Ark. Oh, but don't boom. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, so that wasn't working. So we just we switched to just recording it and then putting it out on YouTube. And that's actually been much better. So we don't do live services anymore. But for those who, who can't make it, uh, our shut-ins, things like that. So we still record it and put it up on, on YouTube and give everybody the link. Okay, so, that's cool. So that's something that directly came out of the oh yeah uh, the plague, and I think that's that's been helpful. Well, one of the things that we did that kind of is like more old school, but we didn't think would 
like we never thought of it until COVID, but now that even as COVID is kind of, well, hopefully maybe wrapping up, um, we, you know, we have older folks in our church who also are not um, internet folk that we, we, we started, um, I would print out a manuscript of the message that I had and then we would mail it out to them. And that was interesting because of all the things that we did during COVID, that was probably the one that was the most warmly received. And now even we just haven't stopped because I think for some of our folks who are at home or in an assisted living facility, I write a little letter that goes with it. And they actually they feel more connected than they were before because they're kind of they're reading what the rest of the church might be hearing, and I put things that are going on in the church in the letter, we put our announcements in there, so it's been kind of fun. That's really nice. Yeah, that it's... So do you... I guess... Have we ever talked about the sermons? Do you write yours out in full? Or do you have... Or do you kind of find some way to transcript them after you've preached them? I, I write a manuscript, but it's no guarantee that I will always stick with said manuscript. So, um, yeah, I am a, I've kind of evolved, well, depending on your perspective, um, into a manuscript preacher. So, yeah, I, whatever my final manuscript is, I just kind of form, I increase the font size and, um, and um, we send that out. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I started out as a more of a manuscript, for sure. And then you evolved. <laughs> well, that's, that's debatable. <laughs> but then um, I changed. Whether it's evolved or not, we'll let, yes. we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> uh, but now I preach off a 3x5 card. Okay. Like with bullet points? or One 3x5 card. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I had a... I had a um, I had a colleague in school. We did a well, what's called a homiletics class, which is just a fancy word for sermon writing class. And he preached with completely without any notes at all. Would just get up there and just talk. Which you know, three by five note cards sounds scary enough, but the thought of just getting up there and yeah, an, an opening scripture and then just yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of like we're doing now, but without even the scripture, right? <laughs> so. And and feeling like instead of a, an audience of listeners that hear this later, a live audience of a pretty reasonable size that wants to hear something interesting. You know, right. That kind of pressure is, yeah, I don't know. So I, not not your style is what I'm. That is not here. my style. I mean, if you asked me to do it, I remember in high school, um, I was on the forensics team in high school, and there was an event that you could participate in additionally called extemporaneous speaking, where you got a topic and just a just a little bit of time to prepare, and it was mostly about talking at the top of your head. I can do it. But I don't know if I would want to preach that way. That I, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. Yeah. Well, I was... So, it wasn't my choice to go to a 3x5 car. So I... Oh. Uh, the Lord 
told me. Oh. You, so first of all, he got me down to a sheet of letter-sized paper. Okay. And then he said, "No, now you, now you get it." The Lord wanted you to downsize. Well, so I have to. Uh, I have to lean on the anointing a lot more than I used to. And, uh, again, nobody's run screaming from the building yet, so I don't know if that's because the sermons are any good or they're all polite. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's... Yeah. But that is the one advantage. Preaching in that style has allowed me to have that service. Whereas, like you said, you might not be able to do that if you're. Well, actually, with because I upload them to YouTube, you can go to YouTube and get the transcript. It will oh, wow. auto generate a transcript. And your your sermons are not. Um, they're what twenty five minutes maybe. Uh, Generally, 30 to 35. Oh, yeah, okay. I was trying to help you out. That's a lot of transcript. Uh, reasonable amount. Because I'm more like 15, so I'm just imagining. Yeah, like yeah. two pages of notes then? <laughs> well, Although you said you bumped the it's, font size it's up. It's five. I have this down to a science. It's five pages of a 14-point Times New Roman font, one and a half space. Wow. 15 minutes is five pages. So I can tell you pretty close how long my sermon is with that as a benchmark. So, but then when I mail it out, I bump it up to an 18.5. Give me a little more. <laughs> now, is that a is 15 minutes a traditional No, there's no or? rule. I... Because uh, I know you can talk longer than 15 minutes. This is true. Here's here's the deal. I, I don't know where that comes from. Our research has said that the average individual's attention span is like 10 to 12 minutes. So I know that some of the powers that be within our denomination will recommend that sermons should be about 12 minutes. Wow. And, um, that would, I would never get that recommendation within our organization. Conference sure. speakers, if they preach less than an hour, they get frowned at. Yeah, and I, you know, and honestly, I've never, I don't want to say I don't get that, but I have been to churches where pastors preach for a half hour, 45 minutes, and, and I'm the average person, because after about 15 minutes, I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm, it's hard for me to keep focused. Now, I think it's also part of your upbringing. I mean, I grew up in the Lutheran Church and in the Methodist Church, you know, 15 minutes was typical, give or take. So... You know, my wife Christina came from a, a tradition where half hour, 45 minutes was the norm. So she's had a different experience. But I think just, you know, I always say if I'm going to get, I don't want to get bored with what I'm saying. And generally, you know, 15 minutes or so, I'm ready to, I'm ready to wrap up. So, so no, I, there's no, we're not told 
how long it has to be. I know pastors in our conference in Wisconsin that half hour is fine, more than that is fine. I know somewhere it's maybe 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I'm just I'm just warming up at the 10 minute mark. No, not quite. But some of our some of our speakers are, they're just warming up. The conference speakers, the big name guys. Yeah. Oh, man, I just I can't I can't imagine. <laughs> well, of course, I didn't grow up in the church, so uh, when I came in, uh, first church I went to, I used to go to my wife's at that point, girlfriend slash fiance's church, and I think those sermons were probably 30, 40 minutes. Then I went out to Waterloo, Iowa, and Pastor Legau, so for instance, on a Wednesday night, he would preach an hour, not 59 minutes, not 61 minutes, he would preach an hour on a Wednesday night. You could set your clock by it. And it was good stuff. It never felt like it was dragging. Uh, there was lots of information. And his uh, Sunday sermons were about the same. But I remember the Wednesday night, 60 minutes. Oh, no way. Well, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I don't. I don't think there's any hard and fast rule about um, sermon length. I think it's kind of the same rule that has developed over time that the church service needs to be an hour. You know, like I think in you know in my experience growing up, and I think in in mainline Protestant churches, whatever, and even the Catholic Church. You know, I think there's this idea of. You know, that church service gets more than an hour. People start looking at their watch, and they're like, you know, all right, start wrapping it up. We got, we got places to go here. So, Packer game's kicking off soon. We got a reservation for lunch at Country Kitchen. Come on. Oh my. Uh, yeah, our services generally are in the hour and fifteenth hour thirty. Yeah, probably more hour fifteen ish. In, when you include the worship and prayer and things like that. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, if, if you an altar call, because oh, we're yeah. old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, you go to a conference or a big event, you're probably looking at two hours. Oh, sure. So. When we, um, when I was going to school, my seminary classes were in the summer, and I remember one summer... Um, we had school during the week and then we were free on the weekends and one weekend we went to um, one of my old classmates had a United Methodist Church on the south side of Chicago and we went to seminary at Northwestern in Evanston so we went down to southern Chicago you know African American church and you know half an hour in they were only singing the opening hymns yeah you know, I think by the time we got out of there, it was two and a half hours by the time the service was over. Sounds about right. Yeah. And that was, you know, and I had a suspicion, you know, that they did not abide by the one hour rule. So it was not like... <laughs> or even I, the two hour rule. Yeah, or even the two hour rule, <laughs> should one exist. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting experience. I, 
you know, I've been to some like evangelical free churches and those services, like, you know, the hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half, you know, there's no rule, but I know in my experience, you know, you start going over like close to an hour and 15 minutes, people start to get itchy, get a little itchy. Yeah. 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 So what is the, um, we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, what is the, what is the rule when you're, when you're recording your podcast with Bill and, and one of you needs to, to get a beverage, do you just, you just get up and, and leave the other person on their own for a little bit? <coughs> uh, Bill normally, if we're recording inside due to inclement weather, uh, he will generally bring a couple of beers with him. Okay. Uh, so we, we meet down there. He stocks up in his study. So he'll he'll bring a couple of beers to him. Okay. Uh, and a uh, carafe of coffee for me. Okay. So he makes coffee. And, and so, the, yeah, we just I just fill up. So today, why don't we make a dash and get some more beverage where I'm going to get some more coffee. Okay. You get more, you get refilled. I'm just going to get some hot water, water yeah. Okay. So I'll edit this bit so oh, okay. dear listener you won't hear this bit because we're going to run for okay grand muffins especially anything with uh, raisins in oh, okay I know most Americans don't like raisins America <coughs> alright we're back <laughs> so now you're going to have to uh, nurse that and hope that the tea was strong enough that you can get a second one out of it I know yeah we'll see like I said, at least I don't have to rate it. So I can just drink it. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. We were... We spiraled all the way from coffee shops to COVID to sermon lengths. So we, that, that, that's a pretty good first, first uh, barrage. So that's good. So I don't. The letters have gone out, so I suppose it's not. It's not going to surprise anybody who might listen to this podcast. But um, speaking of church stuff, one of the churches that I serve is in Ridgeway, and we are in a um, in a church building that's almost a hundred years old. And I embarked on a new experience. Ours is over a hundred years old. Yeah, well, you've, you've, you've let me One tour. Up, yeah. yeah, but it's over a hundred. So um, we actually put our pastoral bragging here. Yes. Mine's over 100 years old. <laughs> well, now this is going to sound weird, but I was just going to say that we actually recently put our church building up for sale. And we actually sold our church building. Oh, you sold it already? We sold it already. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so um, we are now contemplating what it's going to look like to be a church without a building. Now, this is not unique, but for... No, we didn't. Our congregation didn't have a building for quite a while, and we, we rented mm-hmm. uh, various places. And it, it works if you've got a smaller congregation. Yeah, which we do. Yes, we are very small. So, um, But we're excited because we're actually going to be... Um, the elementary school in Ridgeway closed it did. a couple years ago, um, and they are in the process of kind of upgrading 
the building as they're turning it into a community center. So we will actually be using a room in the Ridgeway Community Center for our church services. That is awesome. So we're pretty excited about that, yeah. Will you be able to keep any stuff there? Because some of the places we rented would let us keep stuff there, and some were like, no, everything has to go. No, they're actually extremely um, accommodating. There, There is a store area of storage behind the... I believe, if I remember correctly, we are going to be... The room that we are using is the old kindergarten room. So... Um, there is a space behind it that we can store things. Wonderful. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that got old really quickly, holding stuff in. Right. In that was one of our concerns was, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to do if we were going to, um, if there was a space that we were going to rent for like a monthly fee that would be ours all the time. Um, but here, it's nice to have a space where the the, uh, the rent, if you will, is extremely reasonable. We'll only we'll only have to pay when we actually use it, and we'll have a place to store for no additional cost. So it's a nice. That's very nice. Yeah, well, it's a nice. I'm delighted. Mm-hmm. So now we are in the process of figuring out what to do with all of the stuff. That is in the church. Yes. That is not coming with us. The, uh, the new owner doesn't care for empty it out. Old. They want the stuff. they want the pews and outside and, of and the, the walls and the walls. Yes, <laughs> and the roof. Yeah, okay. Um, but outside of that, it has to be empty. So like the ovens. Um, oh wow. Empty out the cabinets, tables, chairs. Oh, it's okay. All gotta go. Well, I suppose you could just get a dumpster and have a, a party. <laughs> well, if it comes to that, that's probably what we'll end up doing. We're thinking that we might have a sale and the proceeds we would um, give to, you know. There's a United Methodist Church presence in the Ukraine. We might end up donating it in that way to help the relief effort there. But it might just come to getting a dumpster and... Because one way or another, the owner, the new owner said, I don't want any of it. I want the pews and nothing else. So, uh, yeah. Well, they're prerogative. Yes, it's, it's there now, nearly now. Now, nearly now, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I suppose when you get two pastors together, it will, it will steer towards church talk. I don't mean to, I don't mean to um, force us in that direction, so... Uh, dear listener, he's not twisting my arm. I can talk about church stuff. Yeah, that's every bit as much as Jim. I think the last time we came, last time we were, for the first time that you and I recorded this podcast, we were sitting in cobblestone. We were, and, and it, would, it had snowed or was going to snow, and we were talking about snow days and how weak we've become <laughs> when it comes to snow days. Oh, I know. What was it? A few weeks ago, Dodgeville had a day where it was snowing in the morning, and at first it was a two-hour delay, and then, and then they switched it to cancel. Uh, I believe that's because the the roads outside of town were considered very icy. Okay. Weak. Oh, sorry. Well, I. I, I don't think I'm that weak, but I was glad not to be driving a school bus on those. Yeah, were you roads. driving the bus back then? I'm trying to think if you were driving the bus then or not. 
when we recorded the last time. I don't know. I think so. I think so too, but I don't remember for sure. It's so long ago. Indeed. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. Well, you talked about your church, Willie. We, we paid ours off. Nice. Uh, Recently. Actually, no, just over a year ago. We, but we, because of the, the plague, we never go around to... Celebrating uh, it. Having a party and celebrating it. Uh, so, yeah, ours is, ours is paid off, which is very nice. The, then, of course, we promptly got another loan to put a metal roof on the building, but that's, that's not too expensive. No, and that's a good investment, so... We, we, don't, we don't have metal on the, the spire, but those uh, shingles were in reasonably good condition. Okay. I just want to state for the record, we have shooed everyone else out of oh, the facility. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the amount of talking will probably decrease now. Because well, they, not on our part. Right. They got so tired of us, everyone else left. So, <laughs> good job, us. Yeah, so we felt pleased about that. Yeah, that is exciting. You know, you're for a building that you that is as old as you say it is. Well, that makes me say I don't like I don't believe you, but um, well, that's how I came across. Right, it, it, good. I'm I'm, I'm I'm sat here feeling hurt, but yeah. but carry on. Um, it's you got the it nice doesn't, halfway it doesn't in. Look Just twist like it, it while you're there. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. You know, from the outside, it looks in very good shape. So, yes, I. Uh, what's got a metal siding? I, I believe it's aluminium, or, or maybe it's aluminum. Um, it's what? what aluminium, I think. What is that? Oh, sure. <laughs> it sounds like something from Mar- the Marvel Universe that it, like, repels. Like, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that's been painted a few times. That helps. Um, well... And so when you, I have an, a picture of how the church used to be. There's a historic walking tour document that I think the uh, Dodgeville Historic Society puts out, and it has a picture of the the church in it because it's a historic building in Dodgeville, and it originally did not have a basement. So I have a picture of the church pre-basement they lifted the entire thing and uh, everything on the as you look at the front everything on the left hand side was everything below and everything on the left hand side was added (laughs) I've heard of a few churches that have done that where they wanted to add a fellowship hall so they dug dug out a basement in some ways I kind of wish they hadn't because it it does make it less accessible for uh, some of our older uh, members of the congregation. And they had to blast down in rock. So they didn't get that far down before there was just so much rock they couldn't go any further. Mm -hmm. Which also means that we have water issues because the water comes down the hill to the church, goes down into the basement area, and then just creeps into the church. So we have two sump pumps down there. And all kinds of other water-related defenses, and yeah. Uh, So we have to, you know, be really careful uh, to make sure the downspouts are 
correct your position to get water as far away from the building as possible. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise it, it just follows the basement walls down and, and sneaks in. Uh, so that's fun. Um, that is fun. Uh, yeah. So we, we had a, we hosted a wedding there. And one of the sump pumps got out of commission somebody had been playing with a balloon or something and it got trapped in the sump pump so the sump pump didn't oh, pump yeah. and we had a water issue so it rained the day before so the morning of the wedding here I am relaxing because it, I think it was like a midday wedding room. So, so early in the morning I'm relaxing with my cup of tea and I get a call the basement is flooded so I Go zooming down there with my uh, wet and dry vac. It, it was places. It was like an inch because the the basement floor is not completely level. Um, so yeah, I I was wet and dry vacing that until ten minutes before the wedding was supposed to start. My wife brought my brought a towel and my church clothes, so I toweled off because I was wet. Yes. <laughs> I was nearly as wet as the floor I was trying to, to clear up. Uh, so I dried off, put my suit on, conducted the, the wedding. Uh, and afterwards, people were like, wow, you just were so relaxed. I'm like, I used up all my stress. <laughs> I got nothing I had, left. I had none left. No, lots of like, Okay, you know, yeah, the, the basement's flooding. So is, does that go under the um, other duties as assigned? I, for I believe it must. <laughs> So our, um, so the church, the Dodgeville Church, the other church that I serve, just mere blocks from where we are sitting at this moment, was built, it's only 50 years old. In fact, it is going to officially be 50 years old this May. Ah. Now, the previous building that we had... Congratulations, youngster. I know, and I've only been here for seven of them, so... But, um... The, the building, the, the original church building, or the first church building that was built around that property was built in 1860. So um, when the decision was made to build a new church and raise the old one, I don't know how this became a topic of conversation, but the bell tower to our old church became of interest to the um, Don Q Inn, further down 23. Okay. So, dear listener, if you ever go down Highway 23 towards Spring Green and you drive by the Don Q Inn, you will see in one section of the Don Q there is this white church steeple that sits um, on... Well, it just sits on the roof of the Don Q. That is the old steeple from the Methodist Church. I have to keep an eye out for that because I did. I had not heard that story before. Now it's interesting. Yes. So this was done to the. Like I said, this is one of those things where I don't know how it happened because. Well, you weren't here. Right. Well, yes. For yes. But, but apparently, nobody. Either no, it's. Skullduggery and nobody's going to admit anything. No, it's in the paper. It's not oh, okay. like it's not like we can. You're right. Part of me just says, "Is it like Mission Impossible, where we just disavow the whole thing? It never happened. We're going to deny it." You know. Um, 
know, people, but like some of my older members, some of whom have now passed on, like held or still hold to this huge grudge that we ever did it. But obviously, at some point, some individual or individuals said, "We're cool with this." So they actually have the pictures of. I mean, it's in the it's in an old issue of the Dodgeville Chronicle. I have it where you see the bell tower being lifted off of the church, and then they moved it and. I mean, the cherry on top of this story is that the bell tower of the church was weaved into the honeymoon suite of the Don Q Inn. So, so yeah, next time you drive by the Don Q, look for the white steeple. I, I will do that. That is the Dodgeville Church, Methodist Church's old church steeple. <laughs> yeah. We still have our steeple. That's good. Don't lie to you. The steeple that we have... It's a new steeple, but it's still over 100 years old. And, and we have bells in it. I have bells in my Like seat. real, actual bells? Yes. Like that you ring by hand? Yes. Like you pull a rope? Oh, we also have bats in our belfry. As you should. What, what church is good without bats? I mean, that's... No, so I, I just... I think, I think that's... I think that's hilarious that somehow that happened. That we... That they... I don't know what we got for it, you know, or why we did it, but so it is. So whenever anybody comes to visit me, in addition to taking them, you know, you have to go to Bob's Barbecue, and you've got to see the church bell <laughs> Now, I noticed you didn't use the full name of Bob's Barbecue. No. Um, we, did I ever tell you we took our uh, district superintendent there? <laughs> Our bishop over the whole of Wisconsin. Yes, we've, we've taken him in there a couple of times. Oh, how can he? Not? He loved the food. Oh, yeah. But he did decline a t-shirt. Did, did you get him the one that him. said Bob's Bad Word Barbecue? I, I offered to buy him one. Uh, and he, he declined. Okay. He didn't decline the food, though. So, <laughs> the barbecue. The barbecue was delicious. Now, I remember, so, the, um, so almost seven years ago, when I was um, in our organization, um, we are appointed. So it's not like some denominations, I don't, know you're, I don't know how, well, anyway, so like in some denominations, a church will post, we are looking for a pastor, pastors apply, they interview, and they hire. In our system, you're appointed, the bishop says, you are going here, and then you go and meet with the churches. It's not an interview, but an introduction. So okay. I come here on my introduction. And as is usually the case, I get here way too early. So I'm about 20 minutes early before I'm supposed to meet what is our staff parish relations chair. Good job you're not Pentecostal. We, we don't do early. Right. I don't think Methodists do early. That's just me. Son of a Marine. So you're, if you're on time, you're late. So, yes. um, so who, Terry Edwards, who is the SPRC, SPRC chair, staff parish relations committee, He's going to come and meet me. So I'm, I'm wandering up and down. I'm just kind of wandering downtown checking things out. And so our schedule says that we were supposed to have dinner at Country Kitchen. And I'm walking the blocks and I'm like, ooh, you know, Bob's Kitchen Barbecue. I'd never heard of it before. I did no research. And so I meet Terry and I'm like, okay, Terry, i got to ask. Like... We're supposed to go to Country Kitchen, which is fine, but, like, could we go to, um, 
could we go to the barbecue place? And he's like, we can ask the the bishop's representative if we can, and they were all in. So yeah, like I. My well, first who culinary, yeah, who wouldn't want to go? So my first culinary experience in Dodgeville before I even moved here was Bob's Bitchin' Bar. So now the reason I don't often say that name is because, kind of like the incident with the church tower, I have some older members who do not like the name and actually refuse to um, refuse to eat there simply because of the name. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, we we. Don't say the full name either. Generally, are you going to have to edit this out? I'm sorry. If you have, you have to edit all. No, the, no. Okay. Just gonna make sure we're still recording. Okay. No, we're we're good. So yeah, we we go to Bob not that often because it's not that cheap. But uh, no, but it's oh, it's so really cool. nice, and we we generally if we have. Uh, church guests, a guest speaker, or, oh, yeah. or especially a bishop, because we know he likes barbecue. Uh, then we'll we'll take them there. That's always great fun. I just have to give a shout out to the staff here that were able to pick up on the fact that we were recording something, and like actually came to see if we wanted more beverage and did it quietly and did it well. So I just that wanted was- to give them a shout out. So. Perhaps we'll come back. Maybe we'll come back. I think we will come back. I just, I, it would be remiss if I did not mention that. No, it is kind of one of those... I agree. If, if I mean, half the reason I think my parents come and visit is not to see me. It's because my dad really likes Bob's Barbecue. So. Well, did that even need to say? I, uh, yeah. That probably goes without saying. Now, to be fair, I do like our country kitchen. Uh, although I have I have eaten at other country kitchens that are terrible, but ours is really good. It is, and it, right. I didn't I didn't mean that as a knock on no, country no, I kitchen, because yeah, I'm just switching to talk about country kitchen yeah. because uh, did you know that I feel like that's what the episode is t- turned into. <laughs> like I have a story for you. No, anyway, go ahead. Uh, country kitchen is actually based out of Madison, Wisconsin. That's, that's where the headquarters is. Don't get out. But they do not have a country kitchen restaurant in Madison. Apparently they used to be pretty close down, but whatever reason. Oh. So this is their closest restaurant, and they, they treat it as a test restaurant. Oh. And so they, they okay. try new things out here, and periodically people from headquarters come out here. Okay. So they are uh, they're always keeping it really good and, and staying on top of everything. Yeah. No, I, I don't mind Country Kitchen. I think, unfortunately, they, they, they changed it to what is it, a cafe at Country well, Kitchen. Right. So now it's only open for breakfast and lunch, which I'm a little sad about that. I think they, they used to be open, open Friday for, evenings now. Yeah, because of... Yeah, fish fry. Fish fry. Because Wisconsin. Because Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fish fry kind of guy, but I'm not from around here. Well, speaking of fish fry, we were talking about Bob's. One of the the things that I appreciate about Bob's, they have a really good fish fry. I mean, obviously their barbecue is incredible, but um, if somebody wants to have a fish fry, I would also recommend that they go to Bob's. Their fish fry is really good. Um, So... And it's kind of fun because then you can have fish fry with barbecue sauce, which I don't know if you're allowed to, but we do anyway. So, good time. Interesting. I know my daughters generally get the chicken 
when yeah. they're there. It's chicken tenders. Oh, they are and so they, good. They rave about it. <laughs> yes. I, um, Christina's family came to visit a couple months ago, and um, one of her... Um, one of her nephews got um, the chicken tenders. Couldn't eat them all, and I'm like, well, I'm just curious. So good. <laughs> so... Um, quite often now we'll go there, not for the barbecue, but just to get the chicken tenders because they're really good. Well, so, I like yeah. occasionally. Uh, my wife and I will will go there for lunch. We'll, we'll sneak out for lunch and get the Q fries, which is an appetizer. Okay, it's what's a Q fry? Uh, uh, it's like waffle fries. Oh sure, uh, but they they also put. Yeah, you you can have uh, either brisket or pulled pork on it, and so <laughs> I mean, it's that's so Wisconsin. I love it. Yes, yes, it is. It's so delicious. Right. Let's deep fry it and throw some meat on there, and there you go. <laughs> now it's complete. The other thing they have there that's really they have the um, the donuts. For dessert, they'll deep fry. I have not tried dessert. Oh my gosh, because they make them fresh and they and they put them in a bag with sugar and sh- oh my. <laughs> but you never have room. Most no, of the time, no, you, you eat say, there. I, there's, I think maybe uh, in all the time that they've been open, I've had dessert once. Yes, there. I would agree. Because usually you're just yeah stuffed. It's stuffed. Oh, it's so good though. Oh, yeah, you walk in, you roll out. <laughs> Yeah, you got it. It's that okay. Bad timing. That was bad or timing. Good timing. Or good timing. Well, we always talk about drinking a tea one day that we will spit out, but not because we were laughing. So, <laughs> you know, I'm looking over. Uh, sorry, where the where we are is right across the street from um, a movie theater, and that's the other thing I appreciate about Dodgeville is that we have a movie theater. You know, it's a one-screen movie theater, but it's still a movie theater. It is. And although I'm currently the movie is the Batman, uh, I didn't know we needed the, the in front. I thought there was only one. Well, Batman. But anyway, <coughs> maybe the sequel will be the other Batman. I don't oh, know. Stop! Um, You're killing I, me. You're not a comic book aficionado. I'm not a. Batman or Spider-Man aficionado. Okay. So I, I've, I've enjoyed the Avengers stuff. I never, never particularly got into it. No, in the comic book realm, the Batman is probably the, the appropriate way to refer to Batman. So, well, I look at it. I mean, the Batman is probably the if not close to the number one film. It's kind of fun that we have a movie theater that actually shows movies that are relevant. Yes, because uh, when the, the last Bond movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, I went to see that with uh, my oldest daughter. Uh, my, my wife can't handle dramatic things in movies. Uh, she has trouble with Disney movies for kids. Oh man, she gets a bit yeah, like, agitated. Like the Bond movie, like that is an adrenaline rush. I mean, that whole yeah, movie and that, is just and like, that one because they were trying to wrap up all of the plot points. It was it was longer and there was lots of drama. Yeah, we. So Christine and I kind of have a running joke. We watch a lot of movies, and 
with a Bond film and like with Mission Impossible, we'll keep a mental, we'll kind of look at each other and make a mental note of like how many times should James Bond have died? Oh, yeah. Or like when we watch Mission Impossible, how many times should Ethan Hunt have died? And I, you know, there's the scene where he's in the motorcycle and he like, he goes over the stone fence and or the stone wall and we just kind of look at each other like one you know like, <laughs> like that's not yeah but it was a fun movie I mean, those kind of movies the, the hero's not allowed to die right yes ooh yeah got it true <laughs> just, just not allowed to happen we won't spoil that we won't spoil that oh about the film though Right. No, yeah, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. But it was a good movie. It was I, very good. It was. A, it was. And they they really took care to wrap up all of the, the plot points from the previous four. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time Maybe they, they took too much care, but yeah, they did like, wrap them all up. It's like the first, it's the first iteration of Bond where it told a complete story, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of neat. I mean, and, and Daniel Craig made it very clear, like, I'm done. Like he, I think he kind of got dragged into this film. He was he he had said he was done after the fourth one, and yeah, then they maybe they, they showed him a written, load of money and written him a bigger check for yes. number five. Like yeah, so <laughs> I, I thought he had made it pretty clear he didn't want to do it again. I'm like oh he's back. Well, and that was probably hard too because it got they had to refilm things because of COVID. Oh yeah, it, it took a really long time. So yeah. and then it, it got. Postponed several times. No, so but enjoyable. We we watched that um, at the Drosty Home Theater. So uh, okay, no, I, I saw it at the, that's the Dodge Theater. Dodge Theater. Should come watch a movie at the Drosty Home Theater sometime. Well, I might just do that. I bet I could get a good cup of tea. We have a 65-inch oh um, LED <laughs> television and a Bose surround system. So we're it, it's every time the you know when a when a DVD comes on and they advertise what company it is that like does the sound. I always yell to Christina because she's usually getting things ready for the movie. I'm like sounds working, you know, because it's like shaking the rafters as it uh, yeah. Well, do you remember oh, back in the day, uh, was it on DVDs they would have, or maybe it was, anyway, the, the THX. That's what I mean. Like the, the THX thing. That would, tone? Right, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, sounds working. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Wow. Subwoofer's on. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. That was fun. I didn't get to see the Dune movie, though. Or Dune. I've got to try to pronounce that so that my American listeners can understand me. <laughs> Dune. Because I was flat on my back with COVID. It's good. Um, it was in, that was an well, interesting... That, that wasn't good. The, I've, I've heard the movie was good, though. <laughs> yeah, there was a month where things were really going now. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was interesting. Now, I read the. I've not read all of the Dune material. I read the the first book, um, and I don't have the same reverence for it that you do. Um, but it was. Well, I was in, reading that instead of comic books when I was right. younger. So, so now I, I, we watched it, and. 
I think Christina's take on Dune is somewhat similar to mine. Like, I didn't mind the Dune book, but I didn't love it. I think it helped me to appreciate some of the subtleties in the movie, but I think what made Dune such a good movie was that it was just well done in all facets. You know, the soundtrack is one that I will often pop into Pandora and just listen to because it's just so well done. You know, the cinematography is amazing. The special effects are done well. The sound is done well. The acting is incredible. Like, they just... Even if you, like, don't like science fiction, I think you could watch Dune and say, this is just a movie that's done well. Like, I, like... Like, I look at the time back when cool movies used to win Oscars. Like, when Braveheart won... Best Picture or Gladiator could have been Best Picture. That'll never, ever happen again. You know, those were movies that even if you didn't like the plot line, they were just well done. And I think Dune is one of those movies where it's just well done all around. So I don't know if it's going to win Best Picture, but um, I'm glad it was nominated because it was well done. Well, I, I think it perhaps won a more important prize. Enough people went to watch it and said good things about it that they have already green-lighted the sequel. Yes. No, that'll be good. So that, that's perhaps the most important award to win. <laughs> the people, there will be more the people who give money to watch your movies said they liked it. Yeah, but I think part of the reason they did was because it was actually good. I mean, right. the, the, the 80s Dune was... Lamentable. Oh, I was going to say a cult film, but lamentable. Well, yeah. Okay. Well... It was lamentable first, then it became a cult. Right. Or visible, think, even. I think... I mean, that thing in the jockstrap, I mean, really, people, what were they thinking? Yeah, I think there... I think to really <laughs> even start to appreciate that movie, you had to have read the book. I think yeah. this movie, if you didn't read the book, I think you could get what's going on. I think you would understand to greater detail why things happened the way they did. But even Christina had an idea of yeah. what was happening, and... She has no desire to read Dune, but she enjoyed it. I don't think she loved it, but she appreciated it. So yeah, I'll have to buy the the DVD at some point and, and watch it. But, uh, but I reread the book, so it's important. Yes. Well, should we uh, should we wrap this up? Sure. Well, without having a topic, I feel like we did pretty well. <laughs> you had any doubts? So I, we could maybe a little, thing but, we came, to say? but we came through, so that's good. So, yeah. Are we patting ourselves on the back A here? little bit. Okay. <laughs> just, just a little. <laughs> well, with that, dear listener, uh, thank you so much for uh, sticking with us on this, this rainy day. Uh, we're now going to go off and do the rest of our jobs. Uh, but this has been fun, and we, we thank the folks here at Catherine's Market for looking after us so well. well. We'll definitely come back and record some more here. Sounds good. All right. With that, farewell. 